<laughs> hey now, what up though? It's Jay Scott Smith here, the host of the People's Podcast, JSC Radio. And you might be wondering why I call it the People's Podcast. Well, I've got a brand new reason for me to call it the People's Podcast because I'm putting the future of this show into your hands. This show is now on Patreon. And what Patreon is, it's going to help you the JSC Radio listener, the JSC Radio follower and fan contribute to the show in whatever way you see fit. That's right. Looking for people to help keep this show moving. Whether you want to donate $1 an episode, hell, $1 a month for $5 per episode. I'll shout you out on this show and you'll even be able to vote on exclusive polls and exclusive half episodes. That's right, JSC exclusives. You'll get to hear those half episodes before anyone else. For $10 or more per episode, now it gets fun because you get to be a sponsor on this show. You got a business, you want me to talk about it, I want you to sponsor my show. For $10, hit me up, send me the script, I'm putting you over. Plus, you get all the other cool stuff that comes with it. For $25 an episode, same thing applies, except this time, you will become an official segment sponsor. Do you want a segment of this show sponsored by your business? Of course you do. That's why you want to hit me up on Patreon. For more information on how to become a sponsor of JSC Radio, go to patreon.com slash JSC Radio. Patreon.com slash JSC Radio, and you can truly help this become the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. No debate amongst the three of us. I will say this on four levels. This makes a ton of sense. I'll go through them quickly. Number one, constitutionally, I think the Supreme Court got it right. I don't think this is allowed under the 10th Amendment for the federal government to limit what states can do. Number two, I don't think it's right governmentally anyway. It's not the job of the federal government. This is a state-to-state type deal to legislate. Max, I think number three, you're absolutely right philosophically. Look, Just because you make something legal doesn't mean you endorse it. Just because you say human beings are made to make mistakes or allowed to make mistakes is something that you condone. You don't, but you have to let grown-ups, you have to allow grown-ups to make their own decisions even if they happen to be bad decisions from time to time. And this is perhaps the most important. Number four, practically, it's happening anyway. Some minute percentage of sports gambling is happening legally through Las Vegas. It's happening all over the place with offshore betting apps. We're doing it. We're gambling on sports. There's a massive appetite for it. You might as well bring it into the light. Take it out of the darkness. Maybe you can regulate it better. Maybe you can make some money off of it from the leagues. If it's happening anyway, what are you doing? You're you're, you're Sisyphus. You're pushing a boulder back up the hill over and over again to endless failure. Those four reasons, this makes an absolute ton of sense. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, hey now. My name is Jay Scott Smith, and this is the 77th episode of the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio, and you can damn sure put some good money on that one. How the hell is everyone doing? My name is Jay Scott Smith. Once again, I want to thank each and every one of y'all who support the show on all your favorite podcast providers, starting with Apple Podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash JSC Radio. Of course, you can hear the show on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, the TuneIn app. Go to your app store on your device to get the TuneIn app. Don't forget Audio Boom and, of course, iHeartRadio. 
and Spotify, The Big Fish. Be sure to follow the Mind of J. Scott Smith playlist on Spotify. Damn it, it keeps getting bigger every day. And also support jscottsmith.com. I'll be updating the site soon enough. It's been a second. Had a lot going on. Those of you who know me know exactly what's happening. But definitely going to update that soon. And don't forget about JSC TV and RVN TV. It makes its return just in time for the NBA Finals in a couple weeks. Because, you know, Memorial Day is this weekend. So nobody's doing a show. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at jscottsmith. That's J-A-Y-S-C-O, two T's, S-M-I-T-H. Or you can follow the show at J-S-C Radio. Y'all already know what it is. I want to thank y'all again. I really appreciate the support that I get, that the show gets, that everything I do gets. This is dope. And I apologize for not being able to do the show last week. Again, it's been a mess, but in a good way. It's a good mess. I'm just trying to get everything reconfigured and set back in motion now, but it's great. And I want to thank each and every one of y'all who supports the hell out of me and the hell out of what I do because I couldn't do this shit without each and every one of you. So thank you. Damn it. Thank you. But what I'm here to talk about today is sports betting. As you heard there in the intro, sports betting is now essentially past the last hurdle and is legal in the United States. So if you had sports betting being legal before marijuana, congratulations, you win. I hope you took the over. So here's the deal. I've never had an issue with sports betting. In fact, I've always wondered why it was illegal in the first place. I don't get it. People are going to bet. By the way, I should note this is going to be a quick podcast this week because, you know, I don't have a ton to go on. We're heading into the holiday. It's a getaway week. Got big things coming over the horizon for the summer. But if you want to gamble, it's there. The Supreme Court made it essentially legal in all 50 states. So each state now can set its own rules for sports gambling. The whole thing was brought about by New Jersey, which is, of course, right across the river, the Delaware River from here in Philadelphia, where they've been fighting for this for years because Atlantic City is trying to cash out. Vegas has been cashing in, and I don't just mean on the ice. By the way, an expansion team in the Stanley Cup Finals. That's going to be worth episode 78 from what it looks like because that is bananas. Just looking at sports betting here, each league has long treated gambling as if it's the worst thing imaginable. Not steroids, not concussions, not drugs, not sexual assaults, not racism, not domestic violence, gambling. And maybe in the 1920s, it was a problem. But in 2018, it's not really. You look at the advent of fantasy sports, fantasy football, to be exact. It is a multi-billion dollar industry now. Every league is tied into it somehow. Every sport has its own fantasy league, except for, you know, college. I'll get to them in a second. It's big business. It's essentially what marijuana is. Mind you, I don't smoke and I really don't gamble. But both of them should be legal. I have no issue with it. We're not going to we're long past the days. Next year will be the 100th anniversary of shoeless Joe Jackson of the 1919 Black Sox scandal where the World Series was effectively thrown, where that World Series was a work. All the rest have been shoots. That one was a work because gamblers and gangsters got in on some of the White Sox and these dudes decided they were going to throw a few World Series games. That ain't happening no more. 
We're long past. We're almost 30 years past the Pete Rose issue. Yes, I know. No, that's Pete Rose. That's Pete Rose. Pete Rose just got tombstone. That Pete Rose. I get it. For the longest of times, for years and years and years, I lobbied that Pete Rose should have gone on into the Hall of Fame. I did. I lobbied super hard for him to go into the Hall of Fame because I didn't really get to, and honestly didn't care that he gambled, that he bet on baseball. If you were going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame, fine. But it would be very difficult to rationalize a guy who is still your all-time leader in hits not being in the Hall of Fame because he, of something he did after he retired as a player. Now, if they found some evidence that he threw games, get him out. As it is, considering what we found out about his personal life, I'm kind of good with him not being in the Hall of Fame now. I am. But that's not the issue here. It's sports betting. I honestly don't see a problem with it because, as mentioned, they're going to do it anyway. People are placing bets on everything. It's laughable when you get to the Super Bowl and you hear the stories of prop bets. What the coin toss is going to be. How long is the national anthem? At what time do the planes fly over? Things like that. Who, what happens on the opening kickoff? Who makes the catch on the opening kickoff? This is all, this is all tied into gambling. The thing is, just like with marijuana, which I've been saying for years, I've always joked that I want marijuana to be legalized just so the stoners will shut the fuck up about it. That if you regulate it, if you tax it, you treat it essentially like cigarettes or alcohol, you're going to make a boatload of money on it. The same thing goes for gambling. Hell, you got Brent Musburger, legendary host slash play-by-play guy who finally quit the business to essentially become the new Jimmy the Greek. And now they stand to make a boatload of money. There was always a wink-wink, nudge-nudge in the NFL about gambling anyway. It wasn't just Musburger. It was Jimmy the Greek. It's Al Michaels. Come on, dog. We know damn well what this is. Baseball there is so stodgy, they stay away from it, and that's why it was such a big deal when Pete Rose got caught. The NBA has its own thing. I'm sure there's gambling on the NHL. College sports, the NCAA doesn't allow, supposedly, doesn't allow like their sanctioned events to be out there in Vegas like that. Because, of course, you know, this is the league that doesn't want to pay the guys who actually make them all the money. Well, as it turns out, perhaps, perhaps now, they might actually be interested in changing their tune. Not because they've suddenly seen the light and thought, you know, maybe, perhaps, we might want to be able to change our tune and see if everybody can make... No, we want to find ways to make money off of it, so we're going to take it under advisement. This is from the NCAA. In response to the Supreme Court decision, the NCAA Board of Governors suspended the association's championships policy related to sports wagering. The NCAA does not hold any of their championships in Las Vegas because of sports gambling. Now, all of a sudden, they've lifted that. I wonder why. The board's decision will ensure championship location continuity by temporarily allowing NCAA championship events to current states where they offer sports wagering. That's nice considering all 50 could possibly do this. The suspended policy prohibited any NCAA championship competition from occurring in any state that allows single-game sports wagering. The Board of Governors may consider more permanent revisions of the championship host policy regarding sports wagering during future meetings. I would expect the NCAA tournament to be in Las Vegas within three years. And they're going to see how much money they can bleed 
speed out of all of us. Let's just keep it real. When the Supreme Court ruled overturning the Professional Amateur Sports Protection Act, which, you know, kept gambling illegal, the NCAA said it would adjust its sports wagering and championship policies. That came to fruition last Thursday. Mark Emmert also said, quote, sports wagering can adversely impact student athletes and undermine the games they play. We are committed to ensuring that the laws and regulations promote a safe and fair environment for the nearly half a million students who play college athletics. What he's getting at there is, and there is, to quote Eric Bischoff, a kernel of truth in there, that sports wagering does pose the threat, probably a hell of a lot more than any other sport in this country, of a guy getting in too deep and getting into trouble. We've seen the movie Blue Chips, and that wasn't just simply about getting money to go play for a particular school. There's gambling involved there. There have been point-shaving scandals in the last 30 years in college basketball. That is a legit concern. So there is a bit of truth to that. But at the same time, again, this is a league, or in this case, the NCAA, it's an entire organization that created the environment where you could have these scumbags slide in the back door and entice some kid with some money to throw a game. One such kid, who's not a kid anymore, is one Ron Artest. You may know him as Meta World Peace. I still call him Ron Artest. He says, call him Ron. Damn it, I'ma call him Ron. Ron Artest spoke with Yahoo last week, and he laid out a situation, or a scenario, I should say, where he was once supposedly offered money to throw a ball game. I hate when people say, hey, you want me a lot of money because when I'm playing in the NBA, it's not allowed. So some just assholes would come up to me and say, hey, you made me a lot of money. And I'm like, asshole, get out of my face. This is illegal. I'm not allowed to talk betting. And I know you know that. You're getting me in trouble here. I, I see the issues with betting. And I I've been approached in college. I got approached a couple of times to throw games, right? The one interesting time, they come to me in my neighborhood and say, hey, you know, uh, I got 35000 for you. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'll take 35000 They said, we need you to throw a game. I said, and that's when I'm like, you know, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to what? I'm like, all right. But it crossed my mind. $35,000? Yeah. Throw a game? Well, not bad. <laughs> but, um, you know, but that's the problem, you know. When you don't have no money, they find these kids that ain't got no money and they attack them. But it's like, what if I was some kid that was like a little scared, you know? It's, okay, I'll do it, right? <laughs> you know, and um, that's the problem I have with betting because these guys that are betting, are they're bullies. Some of them are bullies and they'll force a kid into a situation. And then when the kid's like trying to go to bed, they hold it against the kid. They gotta have rules, really harsh rules on people that's using kids. And like, if, if, if anybody get in that situation, they should snitch and then that guy, that person should go to jail because you cannot be putting kids under pressure. Now, young Ron Artest was a scary dude. Grown Ron Artest is a scary dude. Ron Artest is a scary dude. So I couldn't imagine the level of stones, the amount of huevos it took to walk up to young Ron Artest, knowing that he at least was somewhat cognizant that if he got caught taking money, it would blow his career. When Ron Artest calls you an asshole and sends you on your way, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. But you know that goes on a lot. I've done episodes recently talking about how the NCAA has created this environment that leaves the door wide ass open for kids to take money under the table, for families to take money, for agents to slide through. It may not be the wild, wild west that the 70s and 80s used to be 
when the gamblers and the gangsters were still lingering around the game. But that's always an option. There's always an opportunity for that. So if the Supreme Court, which voted six to three, and you know how rare it is these days to get anything other than a 5-4 vote out of that tainted Supreme Court that we have in this country? Did you get a 6-3 vote? That's something that went across quote-unquote party lines. So here's the dilly, point blank. I think that sports betting will actually be a boon for some of these leagues. The NFL can put these statements out saying that they're going to take it under advisement. And keep it. These people are ready to rock and roll. The NBA might be on line two. The NHL, it is what it is. Baseball's the one that I think is going to take the longest to get with it because they still treat gambling as if it's worse than any other sin. There's an entire era of baseball that was dominated by dudes shooting up roids, and they're still willing to put those guys in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose is never getting in. He might have had half a shot of getting in posthumously. He's never getting in because of this. So sports betting can change it. I'm all for it. I'm for any way that these cats can make money. That's how I am. Get your paper. That's my line of thinking. Get your paper, dog. So what? If you want to make money, guess what? They're going to do it anyway. They're still going to bet. Whether it's going to be online or offshore or in Vegas or Delaware. There's a few states that it was legal anyway. Just do it. Legalize it. Just like they want to legalize weed, legalize it. I don't even smoke weed. But legalize it. I mean, for God's sake, Trump's going to crash this country's economy into the damn river. The least you can do is try to get a few more revenue streams floating through here. That was an unintentional water pun, by the way. Damn, I'm having a good day. I told you I was going to keep this one short. And before I go, this is just something that's been sitting on my head because we're in the midst of the NBA playoffs. I'm going to do a whole episode on on the Las Vegas Golden Knights because they deserve an entire episode. But we're in the midst of the NBA playoffs. We're in the midst of one of the great runs that we've seen in recent years in the NBA. Tied to essentially two teams. The Golden State Warriors and whatever team that LeBron James is playing for at the time. And we've started in, and I've gone after fans like this before. So this ain't nothing new, y'all. But I've gone after fans before for whining and complaining about greatness, for whining and pissing and moaning about greatness. On Twitter, you know that I follow a lot of sports accounts, and today, as I record this, is the 30th anniversary of Ralph Sampson hitting one of the all-time walk-off winners to end the 1986 Western Conference Finals. The Houston Rockets beat the Los Angeles Lakers to win the Western Conference title. It was a big deal. McCray will inbound. One second on the clock. Sampson. did it with Akeem Olajuwon in the dressing room and the man of the hour for the Houston Rockets is Ralph Sampson. It was a huge deal. That shot ended the Lakers run 
as Western Conference champions. The Lakers had not missed the NBA Finals since 1981 when the Rockets knocked them off in the first round in 1981, which is just stunning to think about that that Laker team got punched out in the first round of the playoffs. But they had not missed the NBA Finals since not playing in 1981. They made it in 82, 83, 84, and 85. Winning the championship, bookending it in 1982 and 1985. They lost in 83 to Philadelphia, and they lost in 84 to the Celtics. The Rockets knocked them out in 86, and it was presumed that, uh uh-oh, this could be the end of the Lakers' run, and it's a new day for the NBA. The Lakers wouldn't miss the finals again until 1990, and then they would go back in 1991. So from 1980 to 1991, the Los Angeles Lakers were in the NBA Finals 10 times. 10. The Rockets were the only other team to get in there in the 80s, and the Trailblazers got there in 1990 and got knocked out by the Pistons. That NBA final series was the first one since 1980 that did not have either the Lakers or Celtics in it. Dynasties are a part of sports. Yes, the Golden Knight story in the NHL is unbelievable. Unheard of. An expansion team. A first-year expansion team who had not played a game 365 days ago is four wins away from winning the Stanley Cup. That is outstanding and outrageous and absurd. But the thing is, that could probably only happen in the NHL. It had happened once before, but that was 1968, and there were extenuating circumstances. I'll get to that when I do the Golden Knights episode. The NBA, as I've said time and time again, has been haves and have-nots. All this pissing and moaning and whining about competitive, we want competitive games. No, you don't. And by the way, it's not on the it's not that's not the fault of the good teams. It's not their job to let you check to let you catch up to them. You got to chase them down. It's not their job to let you catch up to them. It's not. Think about the NBA's history. It has always been about the dynasties, all sports. In the NBA, it's the Lakers and Celtics. In Major League Baseball, it's the Yankees and the St. Louis Cardinals. They have the two most championships. Boston Red Sox are kind of looming, but remember, they went nearly a century between wins, so it's kind of hard to call what they have a dynasty. They won a lot early. In the NFL, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers and the San Francisco 49ers, and now the New England Patriots. If you want to throw Dallas in there, sure. They didn't have one long, sustained run, but they would just were good over a long stretch of time. Even in the wacky-ass NHL, you've had the Montreal Canadiens, the Habs, who have the most Stanley Cups of all franchises. Yeah, the Edmonton Oilers and New York Islanders in the 1980s. You had the Detroit Red Wings that were able to stretch it from the late 90s to 2008 and got to the finals one more time in 09 and should have won that one. It's always been about the dynasties, the big fish, like the Golden State Warriors or the Showtime Lakers who are up late night balling. The reason the Bulls were such an amazing story, going six for six in the 1990s, because nobody counts 94, 95, because Jordan wasn't there. Going six for six, with that run starting by them knocking off the last two champions of the 1980s, the Pistons and Lakers, in succession. Going six for six, taking out the Trailblazers, taking out Charles Barkley in his final form in 1993. For good measure, knocking down the Knicks and Shaq and Penny in the East. They kept Grant Hill from ever getting any traction in Detroit. Alonzo Mourning couldn't do a damn thing till Jordan was gone. The Hornets... Never did a thing until Jordan was gone. 
And they still haven't. They took out Seattle. They took out Utah back-to-back years to go six for six. I know you millennials and you youngsters have got this bizarre idea that Jordan wasn't really that good of a player. It was all about Scottie Pippen. That somehow the Bulls getting to the second round of the playoffs without Jordan proved how good they really were, which is the most ass-backwards loser logic I can think of. Michael Jordan left that team, and they went from an NBA champion to Dunzo in the second round. That's Detroit Piston fan logic, thinking that they're a better team or claiming that Jordan didn't really beat anybody and the league didn't have the great players in the 90s. That's bullshit, and you know it. You can't even say it with a straight face. Jordan beat everybody. It's not because the league wasn't competitive. There was a season where a 54-win Piston team had the fifth best record in the East. The teams were competitive. The Bulls were just better than all of them, period. End of discussion. You don't want competitive balance. You you think you do. You think you want competitive balance until the Eastern Conference Finals are the Detroit Pistons and the New Jersey Nets or the Detroit Pistons and the Indiana Pacers. Then all of a sudden, that competitive balance smells a little funny, doesn't it? Doesn't taste too good, does it? When it's San Antonio and Phoenix, doesn't, doesn't sound, doesn't quite have the, the flavor of a Laker, does it? It's not quite as tasty when the Celtics aren't there, is it? Look, I get that you don't like greatness, but not everybody's going to like great teams. Great teams are going to kick your ass. Great teams are going to embarrass you. Great teams take teams like the Houston Rockets, who won 65 games in the regular season, bring them onto their floor and beat them by 40. Oh, if you're the Rockets... How do you get a 40 burger hung on you in a playoff at any point? But how do you get a 40 burger hung on you in the conference finals against the team that you were literally, quote, built to beat? Stop that. I don't think that the Warriors and LeBron are bad for the league. I think they're what's good about it. Just like the Lakers and Celtics were what was great about the NBA. The reason they were so great is A, they were so damn dominant. and B, it became a bigger deal when the Rockets or the Pistons or the Sixers knocked them off. Final 15 seconds. Woolridge way up. A.C. Green misses left wing. Jimmy Edwards boards it for Isaiah. 10 seconds to play. Across the timeline. Isaiah may dribble out the time here. Four seconds left. He's got the ball. He should have it. Isaiah hangs out of the ball. Flips it up to the Raptors. Detroit is the city of champions again. The Pistons are the basketball champions of the world. They win it 105-97 in L.A. The Pistons are the champions of the world. Because, by the way, those were the only teams that knocked those two teams off during the 1980s. Any other team that got in front of Boston in the 80s until the Pistons did them in, that you weren't beating them. And nobody beat the Lakers except the Rockets twice during the 1980s. That's why it's such a big deal. That's why it's history-making. You don't want competitive balance. You don't want a league full of 45-win teams. You need a 65-win team. You need a 70-win team. It's the haves and the have-nots. Greatness is just that. Greatness. Stand the f*** up. If you got a problem with the Warriors, then hope your team grows a set and takes them down. I don't blame the Warriors for being great. I blame the rest of the damn West 
for not stepping up to him. I don't have an issue with LeBron being LeBron. I got a problem with the Toronto Raptors tucking their tail and getting their ass kicked. I like that Boston has stepped to him. I don't think Boston's beating him, but I like that Boston has stepped to him. I do. Challenge him. Come at him. Don't be all mouth like the Sixers. Step up. Fight him. Beat him. Pistons did it in the the 80s. Sixers did it in the early 80s. Rockets did it in the 80s. Do it. You want a competitive league? Put some better teams out there to chase them down because it ain't the fault of those good teams in front of you. They drafted better. They made better decisions in free agency. They made better decisions in coaching and personnel. Get on your team about not being competitive. Stop being babies and coming after the guys at the top. All great teams fall. You just better hope that it's your squad that bodies them. My name is J. Scott Smith, telling you to take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pets spayed or neutered. Adopt and don't buy. And we are out of here. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. We honor our fallen soldiers. And we also salute those who have served this country with pride. Thank you for your service. And I'll see your ass next week. Goodbye, everybody. Samson. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online for like a year. She couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.